Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 464 on November 30th, the last day of the month. Oh my gosh, we only have one month left at the end of the year. Oh well. Yep. <laughs> if only the news were as exciting this November as it was last November. Oh well. Uh, it's starting to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> isn't it, though? Hopefully this Christmas can be better than the the bear market we've been watching for most of this year. Although I, as I was saying to John earlier, the bear market ended in March uh, or June. No, it ended in June, and we've just been flat since then, roughly. So uh, let's just get into the news because that's what we're here for. Want to hit it off for Uniswap? You want me to talk about it? Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> so Uniswap is calling its. Uh, this is or most of our news is from Decrypt, but we have one article from CoinDesk. Uh, this one is by Kate Irwin, and I'm not going to be reading it, but we're going to be talking about it. Uh, Uniswap calls its new NFT aggregator a Google search for trading. And I think this is a really cool uh, point because Uniswap has a ton of, uh, and it's the number one, right? It's the most, most by volume, but a ton of transactions going through every single day, just like, you know, FTX and Terra and uh, Celsius, con- tons, tons of tra- transactions going every day, but Guess what? It hasn't failed. And why is that? Because hmm. <laughs> it's decentralized. Nobody owns it. I mean, yes, there's a website that hosts it, but technically anyone would put up a, a website, and lots of people have. So uh, it's it's independent of whether or not the company survives. All the co- all the transactions happen on the chain. They're not happening. They're not behold. You're not beholding because your it's your keys, and so it, therefore it's your crypto. This is one of the reasons I think I've said in the past that I liked uh, Atomic Wallet. Because you can earn interest. You can stake certain coins and you get to you get to operate them. You know, mm-hmm. If you want to pull out sometime, you can pull out whenever you want. Granted, all those staking versions are um, for coins that take a long time to withdraw, like Cosmos and, and Zillow QA. So, yeah, 3.48 billion total volume locked into Uniswap right now. And uh, Uniswap, you know, does NFTs. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's an NFT aggregator for Google search um, on uh, a whole bunch of different places like OpenSea, X2, uh, X2Y2, Pseudoswap, LooksRare, uh, Larva Labs, Foundation, NFT20, a whole bunch of different places to swap. But this is the one thing. It's like, if, if you want to look for an NFT, how are you going to find it, Right. I mean, you can go on IPFS and find some of the data. You can go on Ethereum and find some of the data. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to look up whatever NFT you wanted? Well, that's what Uniswap is doing. So thankfully, Uniswap hasn't failed because it's not owned by Sam Bankman-Fried. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's, it's kind of cool because it's like it – despite the fact that we had this huge blow up of, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club uh, – NFTs, and then everybody's like, well, what's the point of buying this stupid thing? There's still good NFTs out there, and there's plenty of other uses that we've yet to really implement. I mean, what was the one that Brick was doing in in Australia? He's allowing people to, to buy portions of of uh, buildings or of, of homes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in NFT format, and then you have the certificate that proves that you own that portion of it. So there's a good use. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a picture. It's just a certificate. So there's other things. I play Upland, and I have lots of NFTs of, you know, uh, virtual property that I own all over the world. And it's neat because yeah, for me, it's I'm it's not, an exploration. If I'm not mistaken, Brick is also uh, paying out, uh, like, dividends mm-hmm. to the holders of that. 
yeah, it's a true DeFi. So um, NFTs have far more use than just pretty pictures. Well, not even pretty, but weird pictures of apes <laughs> or whatever they happen to be. Yes, you can collect art that way, but there's tons of other stuff you can do with it. So This is what's interesting is that Uniswap is saying that they're not going to enforce creator fees, which has been a, a very hot topic lately. No, which which is nice. Uh, it sounds like Uniswap is listening to the people. You know, mm -hmm. They give them mm -hmm. what the people want, and instead of doing something opposite, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you guys want coins listed. Guess what? We're going to delist de them. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, technically you could, but it's like the thing that makes. I'm, I'm gonna just take another step here towards why I love DeFi itself is when a new bond or when a new pair comes on the market because someone is trying to foster interactivity for that particular coin trade, the interest rate for that coin is ridiculously high. And so a lot of people are like, oh, I get really high tokens for this? And I mean, I will admit that some of the tokens I got out of out of staking my coin in those pairings <laughs> aren't worth diddly squat now. But it's still a way to entice people to get into it. And as soon as it levels out, kind of like cake, pancake swap in particular on, on Binance Smart Chain, it start the interest rate goes down, but it doesn't have to go to zero. I mean, what, what the last time you checked Pancake was it still fifty percent? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Well, it's been it's a, a while since I checked it to be honest. Yeah, the last time I checked was like fifty six percent, and it's like that's still ridiculously high. I mean, the best interest rate I can get out of Atomic Wallet right now is fifteen percent. So, I mean, and fifteen percent is still good even compared to interest rates in the market. You know, the fiat market. So, um. Staking in, in pancake pools or in Uniswap pools, it's still going to be a lot more higher interest than you're going to get from fiat because there's higher risk, but um, it moderates itself. You know, the more people invest, the lower the interest goes. The less people invest, the higher interest goes. So there's an incentive uh, incentivization scheme that's set up, that's built into the system. So, anyways, let's move on to uh, our our favorite uh, alternative video audio uh and uh media platform yeah absolutely library so this one's again from decrypt.co written by matt DeSelvo. uh lbry says company has been killed by legal and sec debts so according to this article what happened was uh library's been in lit well they, they've been they've been in yeah in litigation right in litigation yeah the, yeah uh, litigation SEC or i don't what close to at a least year? no at least a year it's like almost two years but it was it's been a while yeah, it's been a while so um and, and so recently the uh the conclusion was that uh they lost against the sec saying that their uh their uh lbry token is technically a security and now unfortunately uh the library company has to pay back uh, uh x amount what is it 20 20 million dollars in penalties right and uh because of that amount the company's probably going to go bankrupt yep. so that that sucks but uh, i wasn't surprised this is i mentioned this on on, on a previous episode um that the, mo most likely this was going to happen but now that i read this you know i, I think what's going to happen is another company's probably going to come in and buy them out right you know? someone else is going to take is, over this, this 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 platform is way too good just to mm -hmm. let go right yep even though, like you said, like you said, Jake, that the 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 protocol on the back end, the blockchain, is forever going to be going on. You know mm -hmm. that can't be shut down. Yes. But the company on the front end, it, it will get shut down or transferred to another company. So yeah, uh, I, I think another company is going to buy them out. You know, is it going to be free speech like it's been? You know, 
Um, well, all right. The blockchain rigged. itself, as we said before, you can post anything you want to it, and anyone can download the blockchain and keep it for themselves if they wish. So, mm-hmm. the government can't can't thoroughly stop the chain unless they manage to catch every single person who was running it, and that would be really difficult to do. Um, but the the company Odyssey may close. So, but the other point we made about this is the problem with with free speech in that sense is that that aggregation of Odyssey meant that that people who wanted to file a DMCA against somebody who was hosting content on there could, and it would be taken off of Odyssey. It won't necessarily be taken off of Library. So you can post whatever you want. Now, as much as that's allowable, as it were, it's still a little challenging in that sense and it's kind of like the thing that i personally have a an issue with is people taking copyrighted movies and posting them to ipfs or to library and it's like you didn't own that it wasn't your choice or your but you were not allowed to put that up there but you're doing it anyways and let let me bring in uh, uh dynamo into this because remember that dynamo for a while was considering uh, creating their own IPFS on-chain. Right. Yep. Um, now, if I recall correctly, they uh, the Dynamo team was going to make it an option for those that are pinning uh, the the data to to yep. either flag it or yep. delist it off of yep. the chain. Yeah. Yes, it's 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 technically blockchain, but if the um, if the consensus is that uh, there's some um, uh, well, it's not even consensus. It's be. it's not even consensus. It's it's that if you own a node and you want to pin stuff to the chain, which you can do, you can decide uh, the 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 search phrases that you you don't want to show up in your pinned content. You can say no, I don't want certain types of content to show up, and so that you won't be accidentally hosting something that you find to be objectionable. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the whole group that's doing it. It's just individual node holders can do that. And it would be nice if IPFS did that too. Maybe there's some way of doing it with IPFS, but I don't think there is. I think once you host it, you host everything. So, so in short, that's pretty much what's going on. They're gonna most likely go under or get bought out by another company, and that's yeah. my suspicion. Yeah. So, sad though it may be that the library company is going down. Like I said, the blockchain is here to stay as long as people keep hosting it. Moving on to Binance. Binance acquires that's Japanese. Pardon? This one's interesting, actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Binance acquires Japanese crypto exchange Sakura. I'm sorry, I shouldn't pronounce it like that. But <laughs> so you were you were reading this earlier. What is what is it? Why are they doing this? Why is Binance well, okay, picking so, them up? So if you guys recall, like some time ago, a couple years ago, every nation was looking at Binance um, being unregulated in their nation because technically mm-hmm. Binance is not located in any particular country right it's it's pretty much everybody's remotely working and that's why they're able to lower the fees like they are the most affordable exchange out there when it comes to fees and they're able to do that because they don't actually have to pay for a building and all these employees to work in it yep um but back in the days uh, i I would say before 2018 you know uh there's a lot of uh nations out there saying hey you can't you can't do business in our country because you're not regulated with it with 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 our governments and uh pretty much they were banned through a lot of companies one was Japan, Japan kind of kicked out uh, uh, Binance, and that was back in 2018. And now they're trying to come back in, buying out uh, Sakura, 
because Sakura is a regulated crypto exchange. So if they buy them out, then that means they get that regulation attached with it. And now it can then do business in, in, in Japan using Binance, which is a pretty smart way to do it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. So I guess they just wanted to get into that. That makes sense, actually. Uh, yeah, to re-enter the country. It's a smart thing to do instead of trying to trying to start from the bottom and trying to get all the licensing and no no forget to do it. I'll just buy out this company that already has everything. It's the easiest way to do it. Yep. No, that's that's not actually that uncommon for companies to work with some known entity in another country that they want to um, or to sell to in that in that location. They just find somebody they can work with. They may not buy them out. Maybe they will, um, but they do it so that they can be have all the rules already set up and not have to do it all from scratch. Yeah, it would be crazy if Binance was insolvent. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But how do we know until it happens, right? It's not based here anyway, so as I mean, even though technically FTX was based in the Bahamas, uh, it was still somewhat you know, close to the United States and jurisdiction. Well, so well, we, have, we have to keep, yeah, you, I, I want to make sure that's elaborated too, that Binance.com and Binance US is two different entities. Yep. They do hold the same name, but yeah, Binance US is the one that complies with US stuff. In fact, I just got an email recently from OriginalBinance.com, and they're like, hey, sign up for KYC. I'm like, hey, I don't use you guys anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but even so, I'm never going to KYC to Original Binance because it's not allowed anymore, which is ironic because when it started it was, but not anymore. So anyways, moving on to the first mover, Asia. This is a decrypt... Uh, so you, you can read this one, I think. This is, yeah, this is uh, actually from Coindesk. Coindesk, yeah. Am I on the wrong one? No, you're right. It's, yeah. it's Coindesk. Okay. I, I read it wrong. First mover, Asia. Bitcoin rises again on U.S. Fed chairs. Moderate, moderate remarks. So uh, actually, uh, let's go down to the first paragraph. So uh, U.S. Central Bank ch Chair Jerome Powell uh, pretty much made his uh, speech on Wednesday today and pretty much saying that uh, they're going to raise rates again. Hmm. So and that's what's causing all the, the FUD and why uh, the market's going up. This time, instead of going up uh, 75 basis points, they're going to be going up uh, 50 basis points, um, which I guess that's supposed to be okay for the, the market. I mean, considering that we're, it, it, the we're already hurting out here, you know. Everything's already overinflated. It hurts us. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, apparently this is going to not implode the entire market by only going up by 50 basis points. But then, what's going to happen in a couple months thereafter? Are they going to raise up another fifty basis points? Uh huh. Like, at what point does it stop? You know, uh, yeah, we're going back to ten percent, you know, ten percent in savings accounts, like we had in the, in the early '80s. That would not be cool, in my opinion. I mean, everybody will eventually get used to it, but man, buying a house at ten percent. My parents had a house at twelve percent. If, if anyone can believe that, it, it sounds insane because in the years since that time, we've never been anywhere close to that kind of high interest rate. Oh, we're getting closer and closer, man. It's it's not looking pretty. Yeah. Not looking pretty. The best thing you can do is hold your own coin. <laughs> and that's and that's pretty much why the market's gone up because people are hearing this like, okay, let me just go ahead and just just sit on crypto for now because as this continues to go up, that means the the power of the fiat is going down. Yeah. And it's better to stick with crypto. That, Play that the long a, game. That's going. That's going technically sideways or flatline right now. It's better to go flat than to go down, right? Right. And that's what's going yeah. on. Flat is a lot, a lot more friendly. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to make alliteration of it, but it is a lot more friendly. More people um, think of it more uh, 
you know, like this is easier to deal with because when you have drastic fluctuations, regardless of the market, everybody's either FOMOing in or fudding out. And it's just not, it's never good to the level headed, the level headed trader will, will never trade on a, on a, on a huge build or a huge loss, except for the people who are crazy. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to see that Bitcoin's rising again, but it's not necessarily great to see the rise in interest rates in the United States. So, moving on back to decrypt and our favorite uh, infamous uh, ig ignoramus, <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried. I wanted to make a point about this because I had a contention with my with my mom about this particular thing. So, SBF hid Republican donations so media wouldn't freak the f out. Um, I bet Jason Nelson on decrypt. And uh, the reason I was pointing this out earlier was that apparently uh, there's an accusation in the American news that uh, uh, what was this? What's it called? Um, uh, Bankman Freed was doing money laundering for uh, the Democrats from uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ukraine. So apparently Ukraine made a d did some transactions with uh, FTX, and then that money went to the Democrats. This is not true, but it's still an accusation made by the right who said, you know, well, he's bad and he's liberal and we hate him and yada, yada, whatever the reasons are. <laughs> None of that happened. He donated to both sides, but he publicly donated 11.5 million U.S. dollars, and we don't know what his dark money uh, uh, contributions were to the Republican Party because he won't admit to it um, and because he didn't want to scare anybody on, you know, on either side, I guess. But I'll say this much. We hear about the big donations to one particular party. Do we always hear about the small donations to any other party? Not necessarily, because they're small. And it doesn't fit the agenda of the people trying to make the accusation. So, <laughs> or, or claim the accusation, for that matter. Um, and it's, it's he said, Sam Bankman Freight's quote was literally, all my Republican donations were dark donations. <laughs> It's 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 like he made he made them to both of the major parties. So you know, it's just funny to me to see that. Um, uh, well, almost everything the, is. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Apparently, SBF was hanging out with Jan Janet Yellen and former Vice President Mike Pence earlier today. <laughs> uh, this man gets around for being broke. Um, yeah, it. Well, he's broke now. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll find him in some other crypto thing. Maybe he'll go to work for Jack Dorsey. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just interesting that uh, that he's still kind of idolized by, by like, big companies. Uh, he's still coming out on interviews. He's yep. still going to conventions. He's still doing talks. Yep. Even though all this is going on, it's just like... On, on his end, you look around him. Nothing's nothing's bad happened. I didn't seem that. Going. Yeah, he's still going. It, you know, it hasn't been it, punished yet. It yeah, it, it it surprises me that everybody else is suffering. You know, they lost everything, all mm. their investments. I mean, oh. the, the, what was it? The, the Canadians' teacher union, I think it was. Yeah, hundred million dollars. Yeah, hundred million Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is like three dollars U.S. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so last article here. Brazil's Congress moves to regulate crypto payments. 
Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read this. I'm sorry. All right, that's fine. This um, was written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I I'm really into this this move that they're actually making a legitimate coin. You know, making not just Bitcoin, but all kinds of crypto assets. And it's like it's great to see a relatively large company, a company, country, excuse me, going in on uh, on crypto. I mean, we've already seen you know um, uh, Nayib Bukele there in El, El Salvador. But El Salvador is not a very big country compared to, I'm not just talking about physical size, but I mean, you know, gross domestic product, it's relatively small. Um, Brazil's huge. And in fact, to me, it, it just makes sense that this is happening because Brazil was the first international country, you know, country other than the United States to actually join Upland. You can actually buy um, NFT properties in Brazil, in, in um, Rio. Did you own some? Yeah, I do. I actually have six properties in Brazil. And the thing has been so neat. I've looked at Brazil in the past because I wanted to travel there years ago. And so I kind of know Brazil a little bit. I mean, not Brazil, the, the whole nation, but Rio de Janeiro um, and Sao Paulo. But anyways, uh, primarily Rio. And so it was neat to go back and look at it and say, oh, where, what is, where is everything? In, 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 oh, it looks the same almost, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's a city by the sea, like, like, like San Francisco. Um, not, it doesn't look like San Francisco in the sense of its layout, but because it's very hilly, it reminds me a lot of San Francisco. Um, and they built a lot of streets there. And, of course, it never snows, so you're never going to have to worry about slippery streets, except when it rains, possibly. Um, the streets are pretty narrow, and there's lots of houses built in kind of weird configurations. They're not the At least San Francisco has a mostly, you know, crisscross pattern. So, it's, anyways, the point is I'm really stoked about... Um, Brazil doing this. So what what does this mean in particular? Uh, sorry about getting off track there. <laughs> if banks choose, they could begin offering crypto payment services, facilitating the use of crypto for buying and selling ordinary goods in the same way that consumers currently use their credit cards. I mean, it it's awesome to see that. And one of the most important aspects of the regulation is obligation for service providers to separate their funds. So this is the problem that was with FTX was that uh, Alameda Research and FTX funds got <coughs> uh, kind of commingled <sighs> accidentally, apparently. Um, I think I know why, but they're basically saying, you know, this is you need to make sure that you just delineate between funds the company actually has and anything that has to do with, you know, taxes or, or service fees that you need to pay and customer actual funds. So yeah, it's, I think it's, that's where... I think that's where this bill is coming into is that they're just trying to collect taxes of yep. the Brazilians that are yep. that are stacking sats. Which, I mean, in the country's point of view, that's probably the best way to go. Knowing that a lot of people are moving over to crypto and, um, you know, kind of evading government uh, uh, taxes. Uh, but now, if they create a, a a bill or a roadmap of of regulating crypto, which is you know, um, it's not a pro or a con. It's more of like well, at least now we have a vision of what we can do, which is, like you said, create create tokens, create platforms um, that are that are properly regulated, which which is nice because that means that other companies can start moving well, in. And it's also a trust factor. Like one of the things we talked about with El Salvador was the, the difficulty in getting local businesses, even though the banks, you know, were forced to do this. The businesses were like, well, I need money, you know, and your weird, funny digital money doesn't work for me. And they did say if the co if the company the pur purveyor of some business didn't have any digital interface like they didn't have you know um, a s credit card swiping method to to buy and sell goods that they didn't have to use the Chiva wallet 
but anybody who was a major corporation like you know McDonald's in El Salvador has to use the Chiva wallet. So um, it's it's just neat because then if, as long as the government and the banks are dealing with this in a legitimate way so that you can trust it, then even if you don't necessarily want to use crypto, but your customers do, you can still get it transferred back to fiat for yourself. So I, I, that's, that's the thing to me, this regulation of crypto payments is the most, the best thing. I, would, I wish, I mean, the United States does do this, but all the companies that do that in the U.S. do it by changing it back to fiat before they pay the company. So if you buy something with Bitcoin, you know, something on, you know, with but like BitPay or something, um, they take your Bitcoin and convert it back to dollars to pay that vendor. Unless the vendor has explicitly said that they're perfectly happy with taking Bitcoin. So. See, or, I didn't know this. Here's, here's, here's a little post here. It says that uh, uh, Brazil is technically right, as of right now, the, the most cryptocurrency they have the most cryptocurrency ETFs in entire Latin America. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful to that. see this. That's, 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 that's news to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. One of the things that I also see this is Brazil taking the lead on this along with obviously with El Salvador is that, and I'm not saying this has been true for Brazil for the entire time of its existence, but for some reason, Latin American countries struggle with stability as far as their fiat goes. We've definitely seen it in Venezuela, but Venezuela's problem has more to do with, uh, you know, geopolitical issues than explicitly their country alone. Um, but, you know, if you peg your, your fiat currency in your, in your nation to one export, in particular for Venezuela, that being oil, um, then when you know oil prices fluctuate in the world like they have in the last year because of you know the ukraine war um <laughs> then you have huge fluctuations in your personal economy and that's you know if you can use something like bitcoin it's another it's literally the universal money right even though m most people would say the u.s dollar is also the universal money um bitcoin is ubiquitous to it, it's not dependent upon the u.s so I mean, is a little bit, but not not wholly. So, to me, I, I just think it's brilliant, and I'm really grateful to see it. And it, it just makes Brazil all that much more enticing to me to go visit. So, um, yeah, I don't think we have anything else. Oh, if you wanted to make any other points um, about the articles we've read. So, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please check out our Coin Tree for donations and you know all of our social media links if you'd like to listen to if you like give us a thumbs up on youtube if you're watching us there or if you're going to watch us on odyssey we appreciate it until it disappears <laughs> or if you're you know you can still give us a thumbs up in coins uh on uh, library if you're using the library app so thanks everybody for watching and we'll catch you on the sunday show stack sats and hodl, hodl. adios, adios.